there, faithful listener, and welcome back to another edition of the fantastic Bat Books for Beginners. My name is Nick, and today I'm going to be guiding you through a book from the Batman series in the 80s, which collected Batman issues 417 through to 420. It was first published in 1988, and the issues were written by Jim Starlin, who has worked on Batman, Detective, and he also wrote the upcoming book that I'll be reviewing on Bat Books for Beginners, The Cult. The art was provided by Jim Aparo, and he's also worked on Batman, Detective, Legends of the Dark Knight series, so clearly these are two guys who are very familiar with the character. But enough of all that, let's get on with the story. How's Batman going to deal with one of his toughest foes from the Soviet Union? In 1980s America, two mysterious figures, one large, one normal, arrive by boat on the shores of America and are greeted by the government's agents expecting a drug delivery. However, all the agents are killed by the one large figure. Commissioner Gordon is in a private briefing from the FBI and the Russian government informing him of the arrival of an assassin called the KG Beast. He's extremely dangerous, no one knows who he is, and he's cybernetically enhanced. And he's here to undertake a secretive mission that the Russian government were not able to prevent, to assassinate several important figures working on the world-famous Star Wars defense program. Two influential figures have been killed already. Batman and Robin listen in on the meeting from the roof, and Batman heads across town to secure a scientist he knows is working on the program. However, the KG Beast is there already, he throws a scientist off the roof when Batman arrives. But Batman does rescue Jason Green, the scientist, but unfortunately his neck was broken before he was thrown. Even though Gordon has been told not to include Batman, Gordon decides he must. He gives Batman a list of people likely to be assassinated by the Beast. As Batman prepares his next move, letting the Beast come to him. The Beast then manages to sneak into one of the target's houses and place a poisonous bottle in the fridge disguised as OJ, killing another scientist and his wife. Next, at a secret lunch fundraiser involving a guest speaker, one of the targets on the list, the location is kept top secret. However, the Beast's assistant still manages to get his way into the kitchen and poison the soup, killing everyone at the event, over 50 people as a statement that the beast cannot be stopped. However, Batman almost captures the two of them as they make their escape, but fails. Batman thinks the only way he knew about the location is that someone on the inside is working for him. The KG Beast later he overhears two cops talking about the new target's location. Batman scours the underworld for the arms dealer that's worked with the beast. One talks that he sold a bazooka to him. The Beast arrives at the location he overheard and prepares to fire his bazooka at the target from across the street. He thinks it's too easy and suspects a trap, but he fires anyway. 
Batman appears and tell him, tells him he's only managed to kill a dummy. Batman confronts him, the beast flees with Batman pursuing. The beast escapes, but Batman thinks he's now come across someone better at this game than he is. At a hotel containing the last two targets, Batman is disguised as one of the cops. He notices that the target's door handle to his hotel room is different to the others in the hotel, but he's unable to stop the target from using it and dying in an explosion. The FBI agent rushes the last target into the elevator, but soon realises it's a trap. The elevator is stopped, and cinder blocks are thrown from the roof by the beast down towards the elevator, killing one man. Batman climbs up the rope, fights the beast who tries to escape again. Batman slides down the rope after the beast and manages to trap the beast's arm with a rope that he is hanging onto for dear life off a building. The beast decides to chop off his hand with an axe and escape, vowing to return for Batman. And Bruce explains the situation to Gordon, there is one target left, and that is President Ronald Reagan. Reagan arrives in Gotham and is soon kidnapped by Batman. Batman explains to him the situation and the plan they have devised. The president goes along with it. Reagan is escorted to a helicopter on the roof. The beast's assistant hang glides in with dynamite attached to his chest, but Robin, Jason Todd, soon deals with him. But Gordon is dressed as the president. The real president is elsewhere, with Batman and an agent from the FBI, who Batman knows is the inside man. The beast attacks and nearly succeeds, but Batman manages to stop the attack, forcing the beast to go into the sewers. Batman pursues him, and a mighty fight begins. The beast runs into a cul-de-sac, with no way out in the sewers. Batman, rather than fight him, decides to trap him in the room, leaving the beast on his own, trapped forever. Or is he? Dun dun dun! Where is he? I don't know where he is. He found us. He must have friends. Friends? Hmm. What's this guy? Someone knows where he is! Nobody's gonna tell you nothing. Now, I enjoyed the concept of this book. I thought it was interesting to involve politics and the Cold War. And clearly it's obviously set in the 80s, but I still think it's a fairly good a fairly interesting time with the tensions between America and Russia and it's a interesting story to deal with an American and a Russian hero and villain. Had a bit more depth than some stuff I'm used to and due to the nature of the Cold War I thought it was quite an interesting story. There were a few little problems like for instance when the scientists were apparently guarded by tight security, the beast manages to break into a house and swap someone's orange juice for poison, things like that sort of didn't quite make sense. However, I did like the fact the beast is shown as ruthless from the start. I thought he was a good villain, he was creative, he was cunning, similar to Bane, but he's got a job to do, he's got to complete his mission, rather than a personal vendetta. But I feel like this character was surely a blueprint for the for Bane coming up in the future. I thought it was an interesting thriller style set of issues, and I suspected more things were going on as I was reading through it. It was quite interesting, quite compelling to read. I thought the beast chopped off his hand when he didn't really need to. He had an axe, and rather than chop off his hand, he decided he could have just chopped off the rope that Batman was hanging onto. 
saving him a hand. That was another bit that didn't quite make sense for me. I did really enjoy the art. I thought there were some great action scenes. They were dynamic. It was clean and tidy in areas and also colourful. And uh, clearly, Paro knows how to use... has a great use of colour. He seems to adopt a blend of an old-fashioned style of book with more modern stylings. Bit of a combination of both. I didn't like the ending very much with the beast being left in the sewers. Batman should have either fought him or handed him over rather than just leave him to die in the sewers. But he didn't fi- he didn't feel he could beat him probably. But it was a strange way to end it. Not a satisfactory conclusion for me. I didn't want to kill the character but they probably didn't want to kill the character of the beast in case they wanted him to return. But it was an interesting and different challenge for Batman with a villain who was very successful and killed many people. And it was good to see a major challenge for the Dark Knight. And just as a little note, during the Batman Year 3 story arc, which I haven't got to yet, Batman does remark to Nightwing that after these events he did call the police and alerted them to the beast's location. And this is highlighted as an example of a decision he would only make while under extreme duress. But clearly, Batman was struggling to beat the beast, he decided to lock him up, and then for some reason decided to call the police and hand him over. What made him think the police would be able to handle it, I don't know, considering he's been killing everyone in Gotham. I thought Jason was fine as a character. I see resemblances to the old-fashioned Dick Grayson Robin, and the claims that Jason Todd is a clone of him are now becoming more apparent. He wasn't very different to Dick in this story. I did feel that the whole plot point of the traitor in the FBI who was uh, giving information to the Beast was all solved a little bit easily. I had, I don't think any reader had a chance of figuring out who it was. We were told it was one of the several identical six or seven FBI guys, but there was no clues as to who it was. You never had a chance of figuring it out. It just got to a page where Batman went, it's you, isn't it? And he admitted to it. A bit weak. But, overall, I enjoyed it. It's a solid story. Yes, it does have some weaknesses uh, with the plot, but it had a lot of intrigue, and I really enjoyed reading it. So, I'll be giving it four out of five Batarangs. Well, that's the review of Ten Nights of the Beast done. And next time, I'll be reviewing The Killing Joke, one of the most acclaimed and highly praised comics of all time. We'll be returning to Barbara Gordon, since she's now retired as Batgirl, and we'll be learning her ultimate fate. And, of course, the little side note of learning the origin of the Joker. So if you're interested in that, look forward to that massive book next time. I've been Nick. See ya. Ha 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 